Welcome to Corporate Cornucopia, the podcast that's overflowing with business insights, entrepreneurial tips, and stories from the front lines of today's economic landscape. From the studios of the Kyrville Chamber of Commerce, I'm Mark Heiberger, your host. And I'm Noel Fenderson, your co-host. March is Keep Tennessee Beautiful Month, an initiative inspired by the nonprofit Keep Tennessee Beautiful which works towards educating and inspiring Tennesseans to improve and beautify their community. Lucky for us, Missy Marshall, the executive director of Keep Tennessee Beautiful, lives in Carterville and operates out of her office at the University of Memphis. Today, we talked to her about what steps we Tennesseans can take to encourage litter prevention, waste reduction, and a greener future. All right. Well, uh, this morning we are so happy to have with us uh, Missy Marshall, who is the executive director of Keep Tennessee Beautiful and uh, an alderman for the town of Collierville and a, a wife and a mom and just a, a lady that uh, is passionate about a lot of things and doing a lot of great things for the community. But uh, today we want to talk about her role as uh, Keep Tennessee Beautiful. Thank you for being on the podcast with us. Thank you for having me. And I just wanted to start out by by asking, um, how did you get involved? How did you get to where you are with the uh, Keep Tennessee Beautiful? Good question. <laughs> I'll try to I'll try to make it a short story. Um, if you've ever been through like uh, Leadership Collierville or Leadership Memphis, a leadership program, I went through um, Leadership Memphis, and. There was something that was set. One of the first questions they asked is, what brought you to Memphis? What do you think drives people to Memphis? Like, what is the main thing that brings them here? And do you know what the answer was? Love. Because it's how many people came here because of love, like whether it was, you know, your spouse or, you know, someone you love that lived here. And and so my husband was from Collierville. And um, when we had decided to get married, I was living in Nashville. And... um, And he was from here. We would commute a lot back and forth. And it came to the point where, okay, we're getting married. Where do we want to raise our families? So I had had a home in Brentwood, and he had a home here. And we would come over on the weekends. And I would – and I'd worked in state government for 24 years. And so, you know, I'm passionate about public service. And I was like, you know, I don't want just a job. You know, I – I need a purpose. And um, and so there is this ma- – the TML magazine that you would be familiar with. Mm-hmm. And I, so I, was, I would look through it like, are there any public service jobs, you know, in, in Memphis or, or Collierville? And so in one area, you know, where they have job listings, there was a listing um, for executive director for Keep Tennessee Beautiful. And so I started reading it, and it was like, you know um, – community outreach, education, um, all these things that I'm passionate about, you know, and at the end of it, it said, dependent upon a grant, it was grant funded. And I went, and at that point, Tennessee, um, the economy was not, you know, where it had been, you know, prior to the pandemic or even now. And when it said, um, having worked in state government and gone through budgeting processes and it said grant funded, I was like, Shut! I shut the paper, folded it up. I said, "I'm gonna have to look somewhere else." And so, a little bit later, I came across it again, 
And I was like, I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. And then I kind of went through to a couple of people. I was like, what do you think about this? And um, I had not filled out a job application in 20 years because I had kind of grown up in professionally in student government. And um, I mean, student government and state government. And in that field, if you do really well, there's this thing that they do is they pick from different departments and you're asked to go work on different things. So a lot of times when I changed a job, it was because someone had asked me to, you know, come work on something else. So I um, asked a couple of my friends and one of my friends literally helped me fill out the application because I had not filled out an application and it's online. And I don't really like to boast, you know, like, cause you had to write about yourself. And so she was helping me. Our boss was walking out and he said, what are you girls doing? And I went writing I said, just cause I didn't want to fib, you know, and long story short, I went, um, I went through the whole process, didn't tell anyone in state government, went through some interviews and, um, just really prayed about it. You know, thought if this is where I'm meant to be, mm-hmm. um, that's, that is where I'll be. And um, I went to an interview at the University of Memphis. And I remember walking in and there was somebody had dropped. As we're going to talk about litter today. But somebody had <laughs> dropped like a, a koozie or whatever. And it was the University of Memphis. You know, and I picked it up and I was like, this is a good sign. I'm supposed to be here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I went through the interview, two interviews, the panels, and um, ultimately decided on the position to – come here because it would bring me to Collierville and um, I would be able to, you know, be happily uh, engaged, married and, you know, start raise the rest of our family here. Um, So in in the simplest of terms for those listening, what is the purpose? And you could also say, what is the mission of keep Tennessee beautiful? What, what is its real purpose? Oh, Wow. Uh, I love to share the mission because it is to educate and inspire Tennesseans to take action every day to improve and beautify their community environment. And so that educate and inspire. So my team and I um, and a, a network of affiliates across the state, what we strive to do is and hopefully when we educate people, it will inspire them to either change their behavior or take steps um, to pitch in and improve and beautify their community environments. Yeah, that's great. So, so why should people support that? Like, so talk about, you know, we've got optimists and pessimists, right? The pessimists like, well, why do like, aren't there people out there that do that? Like, why, why do we need to do that? What would you say to those people? Oh, well, um, well, it, it, and I always and I always kind of give this um, <clears throat> my spin on it, you know, because people will go, "Why do you care?" You know, a yeah. lot of times people don't care how much you know um, until they know how much you care. And so, why should you care? Well, I always say, um, you know, we only have so much land, and God's not making any more, and so we really need to take care of it. We mm. need to. Um, if when you love something, and just like when we love our families, when we love our communities. You pour into it, um, and what you pour into it typically is what you get out of it. And so, why you should care is, um, well, one because you should care about the next generation and the planet that you leave them. Um, you should care about the uh, beauty and the safety of your community. Mm-hmm. Um, you should care because one, it's just the right thing to do. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I always said, yeah, there's two kinds of litter. There's intentional and there's unintentional. You know, uh-huh. there are people that um, 
they're just, I mean, they intentionally just kind of, they think it's somebody else's job. Mm. Um, and so, you know, if you care, it's, it, it's going to reflect, it's going to reflect not only in yourself, but in your community. Isn't there a business side to this too? I mean, you, you talked about what I'll, in a, in a real broad general sense, call sort of an emotional or almost even spiritual side of it, where you're taking care of the environment, you're taking care of the planet and the next generation and it's the right thing to do and all that but litter throughout a state like tennessee or any state in the united states is an economic problem as well right yes for, for tourism and for growth of retail centers and so forth i mean there's an ep- economic business aspect to keeping our state as pristine as it can be right yes i'm so glad you brought that up because when i first came into this role i came in um in july of 2013 and approximately about six weeks from the day i started was going to be our biannual conference and when i say our it's the um t.dot keep tennessee beautiful it's awards of excellence where we bring um stakeholders and community leaders across the state and the team that um i had inherited which is wonderful and I couldn't do what I do without them. They had been without a leader for about a year and a half and they had planned the agenda for the conference and it looked great. Um, and But there were components missing. You know, I, I was like, well, we really need to hear from the Department of Economic and Community Development and we need to hear from the Department of Tourism. Um, because what we do at Keep Tennessee Beautiful and what our affiliates and our volunteers do what we do supplements what they do. Tourism is the second largest industry in the state of Tennessee. You know, people come to see our mountains, use our rivers, um, you know, whether it's hiking, boating, just the, the beauty in the fall. You go to the Smoky Mountains and people are there to see the colors. If the trash is on the ground, they're not going to want to come back. That's not where they want to, you know, spend their dollars. And so... Um, that was important to me because the Tennessee Department of Transportation at that point was spending about $15 million a year, just that department addressing littering and littering behavior. Wow. Yes. And so through litter prevention, litter pickup, um, well, it's now at $19 million a year oh is what the State Department of Transportation spends. And so we added that component and um, to the <clears throat> conference. And that year was a, a real learning curve for me. And I did an interview with, um, it was here locally on Bot Radio Network, Byron Tyler. Yeah. Um, and we were we were um, doing it, what, what I'll tell you about in a minute, Great American Cleanup. We were pr- promoting the Great American Cleanup in Tennessee. And he asked me that same question. And I said, you know, when I first got hired, I went to a state leaders council meeting. So there's, um, in 38 other states, there's, a state leader like me for Keep America Beautiful. And we get together twice a year. And there was a story told at that meeting that I had wondered. I was like, you know, you never know if it's true, but it really sounded good. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I it, it made a good point. She was, this state leader was talking about um, in one of her communities of her state that um, the economic community development director and the mayor were bringing a prospective um, industry to their community. And they went to the airport and they picked them up and they were driving them to this industrial site. And they didn't even make it to the whole site. And the owner of the company said, you know, I've seen enough. 
can, you know, you can go ahead and take me back to the airport. And, um, and they, they were just flabbergasted, you know, and, and it was the amount of litter and blighted areas. And he said, you know, if your community doesn't take any more pride in it than this, then why would I want to bring my investments and my employees wow. to this area? Yeah. And I said, you know, and I, I said, that that m- made a big impact on me. Um, and I, he goes, I know what community that was. And he, because I did, and I did too, but I didn't want to like, you know, make a community look bad. And they've come a long way since then. But it was, um, it was in Louisiana. I won't tell you which area, but he knew of that specific story. So first, it made an impact on me. Second, he just confirmed and verified that, yes, it was true. And then just reaffirmed to me that what we're doing is really important. You know, it's not just a, you know, feel good, look pretty mission. Yeah. So, yes, it does have a, you know, and for businesses, if you invest in your business um, and your your customers are coming there and there's, you know, litter on the ground and your trash is overflowing and maybe there's some graffiti painted. I don't think that that sends off a, a really good yeah. message. Um, how, how do we compare to other states? Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like how does Tennessee compare yes. as far as littering and prevention? Yes. Well, as far as the, so we have a comprehensive litter education and prevention program, and it is funded by the Tennessee Litter Grant. And that Tennessee Litter Grant is funded by the Malt Beverage Association and the Beverage Association of Tennessee. So um, that model that we have, um, it all 95 counties can participate in that program, the Litter Grant program. That model that we have is really um, is what other states look at. So we've had the state of Ohio reach out to us. We've had a recent, most recently, I've had Louisiana um, reach out to us. It's effective. Um, the Department of Transportation had, did a litter study back in 2016. And if you may have seen some of the advertisements, like Coach Penny mm-hmm. Hardaway does, um, um, Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Yeah. And you remember when me talking to you about mm-hmm. that that slogan, um, that litter, that is the statewide litter prevention campaign. That shows a commitment on the state's mm-hmm. part to educate people on um, the cost of litter, the effects of litter, and then Keep Tennessee Beautiful is, in essence, the call to action yeah. when we activate um, the volunteers. Okay. So from a national level, just from the different things that we do, not just litter prevention, um, when they did that study for Nobody Trashes Tennessee, over a course of 10 years, they saw a 50% reduction in litter. But you may have noticed since the pandemic, uh, if you drive 385 or 40, um, you know, this the big elephant in the room is there's a lot of there's a lot of litter out there. there. There's a lot yeah. of trash. And there's different things that factor into that. Um, it's it's just like when you see a, a couch or a toilet, you know, sitting on the side of the road. I always say, you know, people do not drive down the road and throw a toilet out of their window or a mattress. Um, what people are doing is they're violating the Tennessee covered load law on, yeah. you know, secure, securing their load. Um, and there's reasons for that. You know, safety first, because if you're 15, 16 year olds driving down 385 mm-hmm. and a mattress flies off the back, you know, yeah. what's their reaction? Yeah. A lot of people don't look at litter as dangerous, but, um, you know, Tennessee, 
how we compare, I, I will tell you there is a commitment um, on behalf of the leaders, the legislative leaders, the business leaders. It's going on right now um, to just raise awareness and engage people um, on the issue because if we all don't take and do our part, um, we're never we're never pick ourselves up out of you know the litter along the roads. <clears throat> There's a lot of litter out there, isn't there? Yes. And every day, I think you 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 can certainly adjust uh, this, but um, <clears throat> every day in Tennessee. There's some county or some area of Tennessee doing something to clean up litter, right? I mean, your organization, there's stuff going on that I had no idea until I talked to you about this in times past, but there's something going on somewhere in Tennessee every day, cleaning up litter, cleaning up a county, cleaning up a riverbeds, uh, and so forth, right? Yes, yes. So one, the, one of the main one one of the main ways that the state is committed to doing that through the TDOT litter grant, and uh, the, again prior to COVID, some some counties could use inmate labor. So if you that a portion of that grant, um, fifteen to thirty percent has to go to education and prevention. The other portion goes to pickup. And there are areas that it's not safe to have volunteers out there. You know, if it's a high speed area or just the, you know, some county road or some state roads, um, just the flow of traffic and the speed limit, you, it's, it's a high risk to have volunteers out there. So what some counties choose to do is, and it's almost, a lot of people go, oh, it's a punishment. No, it is a trustee kind of program. Those inmates choose um, to work and go out and um, pick up litter along those roadways. So on any given day, you know, in 95 counties, you might see that in some areas. Right. From a community standpoint, um, Keep Tennessee Beautiful has 33 affiliates. Now we have 95 counties. In some counties, we have more than one affiliate. Like in Shelby County, we have Keep Bartlett Beautiful. We have Keep Lakeland Beautiful, Memphis City Beautiful. So we have three affiliates just here in Shelby County. Um, we have Tipton County, keep Tipton County beautiful. In those counties where you have affiliates, you have a designated leader. Like I'm the state leader for Keep America Beautiful. Um, and and I, I care about the entire state. Um, of course, it starts in my community from a personal standpoint because I was volunteering cleaning up before I ever knew that Keep Tennessee Beautiful existed. Um, but in those counties where we have an affiliate or those communities, there's someone that's in charge that is activating those volunteers and organizing. <clears throat> and some of the other communities, um, it may be a business that steps up and says, you know, this is important. We need to do this. And, um, you know, that's our, our job is to try to showcase those events, um, support those events and participate in those events. What, and what I meant, and you, you hit on it when I asked the question is <clears> that I know there are, state agencies that are doing things to clean up and county agencies. But I was, I was talking about all your affiliates and all your volunteers. And there are times in your um, role that you are in a different county. I mean, you travel and you, you live here in Collierville, yeah. but you travel for this job. You're in a different county every week, every month, two or three counties a month, uh, picking up litter, organizing stuff. Can you yeah. tell us a little about that? Well, 
um, one of the reasons I do that and in, in how I share with my staff, we're not going to ask people to do something that we're not willing to do ourselves. And so as the state leader, um, when we do have communities that are hosting events and I'm invited, um, I feel like it's important for me to go out and work <clears throat> alongside of them and lead by example. And so, yes, you're right. Just last week, I left my house at 3.40 a.m. and drove to um, Sevier County, got to go to the Dream um, Dream More Dollywood Resort, where Keep Sevier County Beautiful, their board of directors was having a meeting. Well, their county had won um, two TDOT and KTMB Awards of Excellence that we hand out every two years. And so, because of the COVID and pandemic, we did not meet in person this past fall. And so my team worked with some of the award winners and um, we came up with the idea that, well, instead of them coming to Nashville and us presenting it at the conference, I'll go to them within their community and then they can invite um, their com- their other community leaders. And um, typically when I do that, if I go to a meeting or if I'm going to give an award, I want to do more than just go and do an award. You know, I want to pitch in and be a part of a, an event. And so, yes, that is we 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 do that all over the state, whether it's an affiliate or it's just a nonprofit group like in Cumberland County in Crossville. They have kind of a tourist area right there near um, the Cumberland Mountain State Park. And um, it's a historical area in that group. It was a business owner that got a group together. They formed a nonprofit and they organize cleanups and they do partner with um, our litter grant. But that group right there is a group that I would target to go and say, why don't you start an affiliate? Um, Because what are the benefits of being an affiliate besides being part of a professional network? um, If you're a Keep America Beautiful affiliate, they um, they work to secure what we now call impact dollars, what used to be sponsorship dollars. A lot of the major corporations, whether it's McDonald's, Nestle, these are some of Keep America Beautiful's um, partners and sports sponsors. McDonald's, Nestle, um, Dr. Pepper Keurig. Um, I, I th- there's, a, I think, a chemical company. There's several. Well, they, they provide impact dollars because what they want to see is the impact of their support. Yeah. And, um, and if you're an, a, K, a Keep America Beautiful affiliate, you qualify for those those special grants and um, impact opportunities. Yeah. Wow. I was just at a, a men's breakfast this morning, and there's a guy there I'll need to introduce you to. But we were talking about. Uh, I'm looking up. I'm looking up the verse. But we were talking about favorite verses, and he is passionate about this. Yes. So he shared. Uh, he shared Psalm 90 verse one. And it says that you have been our dwelling place in all generations. And it and it really spoke to him. And, you know, he's like, I want to create some type of affiliate or some type of nonprofit to do this. So but yeah. what can everyday people do like around here? I mean, yes. you're part of this, you're doing this, but what can like what are some specific ways that, that we can do this together as a community? That is a great question. So, you know, it's 
Today starts Keep Tennessee Beautiful Month, and um, it also starts the Great American Cleanup in um, in Tennessee. So it's Great American Cleanup all over America, but in Tennessee, we run that March 1st through May 31st, where we really um, do the call to action. We're doing an official kickoff in Greenville on Friday at the General Morgan Hotel. And so each year for the Great American Cleanup, Keep Tennessee Beautiful Month. We have a theme. Last year it was Trasher Size Across Tennessee. Well, we're doing Trasher Size Across <laughs> Tennessee 2.0 because the, my vision was we're going to Trasher Size in all 95 counties. Wow. Now I can't, um, I can't do like um, Governor Lee and drive a tractor in all 95 counties or run across the county. Or if you remember Lamar Alexander with the the plaid <laughs> shirt, but yeah. yes, um, I can't do it um, in, in the amount of time that they did it. Um, but I want to achieve that goal. And when we say Trasher Size, it is something that you can either do as a group, but the idea is that it becomes. Um, it's I always say it's a verb. Uh, I'm, you know, it is, it's not a noun, it's a verb, it's an action. And um, it's something that if you walk, if you're a walker Mm -hmm. and you walk every day, not asking you to take gloves in a bag every day, but if you, if you did that once a week or once every 10 days, you know, and, and trash your size, it's, um, we always say, get fit, give back, do something healthy for you and your community. So that's one like that is one that's what we will be promoting across the state with the hopes. Maybe you'll come to a Trasher Size event and you have so much fun and you realize that it can be, you know, like you can feel good and do good at the same time. And then you take that on as an individual. Um, you can participate if, if you have a community, if there's a community event, like I know, Mark, you've participated in Keep the Tennessee River Beautiful. I think that kind of opened your eyes. Did. Um, did. You don't, you know, especially when you're on a beautiful river like Tennessee and the Tennessee River and you don't necessarily see pieces floating around. But when you get off and you get on those shores, you see that, you know, the majority of um, roadway litter finds its way to our waterways. Um, and so it it's. You know, it's kind of eye-opening when you get off your boat and you get on a little island and you see, wow, how did it all here? You know, and sometimes it's flooding. That um, <clears throat> weekend was eye-opening. I, I mean, I know that sounds a little dramatic, <laughs> but I we went with y'all. We did that. And I could not believe how much trash was mm. around Pickwick Lake and around the Tennessee River Banks. Yes. And we, my little group, and I think Barry and Barrett, your husband and son, were with my boat. Just the little area that we were at, I mean, we, we probably picked up five or six pickup truckloads. I mean, we were putting them in boats, but it would have equaled that much. And that was only in three or four hours. We could have stayed there a week and still not made a dent in the, and you know, I'm ashamed to say there was that much trash there. And you told me on that, I said, where did all this come from? You know, and some of it is from recreational folks that throw stuff in the water, fishermen and recreational. Or blows out of your boat. Whatever. But, you know, you enlightened me that a lot of it just trickles down from the roadways. It Mm -hmm. starts up there. It makes its way down the banks. And anyway, but it. it, Mm. it, So keep the Tennessee River beautiful. Do you know they picked through all their cleanups last year? They collected over 100,000 pounds of trash. Yes. And on any given day, the study that TDOT did, there's over 100 million pieces of litter along our roadways. Um, 
There are things that you can do if in Tennessee, if you're driving down the road and you see someone that either a has not covered their load and there's a potential for stuff to fly out. And and if you'll notice when you drive 385, 385 is a route um, that from the commercial haulers of the trash, they they transport Memphis's trash to this landfill in Mississippi. Our trash in Collierville goes to that landfill in Mississippi. And when these um, these commercial haulers are bringing the trash, you'll see it, um, you know, flying out the back. So if you and, and we really have stepped up our efforts. There's three ways that we um, work to accomplish our mission: is three E's: education, engagement, and enforcement. Um, we're not in the blame game or the shame game, we're in the change game, you know, and sometimes, unfortunately, that enforcement piece is really important, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to violation of the covered load law, illegal dumping. We, we see a lot of that in the rural areas. And we saw that increase tremendously during the pandemic, because some of the um, some of the, the workers at the convenience centers were inmates. And um, because they lived in communal um housing it was so they were exposed and to bring them out into the community so you saw less manpower at mm. these convenience centers like mm. my sister-in-law went to go take something to her facility in Fayette County and it was closed you know a lot of people did spring cleaning and cleaned out things while we were home um, and they get to the dump and they realize or the convenience center that it they can't leave it and they don't want to take it back. So we saw a lot of illegal dump sites pop up as well. So on the enforcement piece, um, you know, we we work to get those cleaned up and prevent them. On the covered load, I'm going to give you a number if anyone's listening. And I have this on speed dial. It's the T-Dot Litter Hotline. And I report everybody. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> I figured that. <laughs> now, I can only report Tennessee tags. Um, but it is, I mean, my kids, they are just, when they were younger, they're older now. But, I mean, I'm literally sitting out on Poplar one day. And this person opens their car door and sets their styrofoam. They were done eating. So, I guess they didn't want to leave the container in the in their car so they just set it at the intersection of poplar and market my kids are in the car and and y'all we had just come home we were coming back from church so it probably wasn't the best you know and i was like oh no 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 she did not just do that (laughs) and i had to follow her to the parking lot to the kroger parking lot so i could get the (laughs) so i could get her tag number and my kids were like, because I was like, should I say something? You know, should I just go? And they're like, oh, come on, please, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> so I, I'm not recommended taking it that far. I'm a little more passionate about it just because I kind of take personal responsibility as the director of Keep Tennessee Beautiful and the yeah. state leader of Keep America Beautiful. <laughs> and sometimes I drive. He's he's seen it, a Keep Tennessee Beautiful Jeep. It's like a rolling billboard, and it's got the T-Dot Litter hotline number on it. Um, I one day called – one of the our partners at TDOT, and I was driving through a community, and I said, okay, we've got to call their county person. I go, I'm embarrassed to be in this car driving down this road and not, like, pulling over and picking it up. Mm. It's, it is, it's such a personal thing for me. So um, I call, I report, I encourage people to call 
1-877-273-8837. Sorry, I don't have my readers on. Um, that is the T.Litter Litter hotline, 1-877-854-8837. Um, if you see someone intentionally littering or not covering their loads. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love that. And I, I love you. You're teaching that to your children. My, my mother-in-law will take my kids out sometimes and they'll pick up trash. Yes. Just to try to teach that next generation. So you're doing that, I think, is so important. But when you when you think about this, what are some of your biggest challenges? Especially when you're talking about these three E's. Yes. Uh, obviously, there's so much good going on. Yes. But there's got to be so much challenges with yes. this. What, what would you well, say? Well, especially on the, the enforcement piece, the because enforcement, already, yeah. I mean, both, you know, locally, um, on a state level and a national level, we have a shortage of police officers. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're first responders. And when you've got to prioritize chasing down someone that's, you know, got an uncovered load versus somebody that's speeding or been injured in a car accident or, you know, a, a life changing yeah. event, that's, you're you're shorthanded already, um, and then prioritizing just on the enforcement piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the um, it's keep America beautiful is a behavioral change organization, and you know it is a challenge to get. You know, it takes how long does it take to form a habit? How long does it take to break one? And I think when you are when you are working to change behavior. It's it doesn't happen in one step, um, and so that is a challenge. Just convincing people um, to, to, to take like personal yes personal responsibility yeah. because this is all of our you know this is our community this is our planet it's our state it's our country and it's our world and it's not somebody else's job. What we hope is by educating them, inspiring them to to take part, um, <clears throat> whether it's being a you know minimizing. There's reduce, reuse, and recycle. We're really kind of pushing um, the reduce, you know, reduce what you buy. Yeah. Think before you buy, um, where is this going to go? Mm-hmm. Um, when you can repurpose and reuse, you know, try to um, do that. Just those one little, just one little step can make a wow. huge difference. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> We could we we could go we could have a whole nother podcast about <laughs> the effects of it and yeah. what happens to it. Yeah. Yes. It is a problem and it's um it's it's like uh <clears throat> if somebody weren't doing something about it every day, every hour of every day, the, the litter would just take over. Yes. I mean, it would just take over at the rate it gets spread out onto our highways. And if somebody weren't cleaning that up on a regular basis, it would just become Yes. Phenomenal. I mean, it would come like little buildings out there. It, it just keeps pouring out of people's cars and trucks and stuff. And Yes. You know, how did y'all get Penny Hardaway? <laughs> I'm going to give the department, I'm going to give <clears throat> the Tennessee Department of Transportation credit for that. Um, the Nobody Trashes Tennessee yeah. campaign. Yeah. Um, there is, you know, for, you know, they want faces of leaders. Mm-hmm. Um and of course, you know, coaches are are people that coach people and inspire people. Yeah. And um, we had a, a a team member at TDOT, Denise Baker, that um, reached out, and he was receptive. And you know, we've I don't know if you had an opportunity to watch um, our conference back in this back in the fall, which normally would be in person, and virtual. he was our keynote speaker and. 
he was very passionate. Like he really had a personal story um, that that I feel like inspired people to understand um, why this is important. Yeah, he does it. He does a very. I've, he does a good job with it, and he and he and he comes across as is very caring. Yes, you know, it's not. It, it doesn't appear that he's just doing it to to lend his name to it. I mean, it, it really comes across like he cares. And and was it was it his grandmother he attributed to? Yes, you know, being taught to take personal yeah. responsibility, mm-hmm. leave places better than you found them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if we would all just take that mentality, you know, if we see something. I know some. There are some things. If I don't have my gloves, I'm not picking it up. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm just not gonna do it. <laughs> but we do have grabbers for that. So. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but you know, if if you if you can do it, you know, like you said, litter will litter begets litter, and so um, you know, and and my role here in the town, I, I do a lot of walking, and so if I see like. If I see one tire, you know, I'm going to call codes and go, if you don't get that today, there's going to be four tires there by the end of the week, you know, because people are going to think that, you know, it's okay to dump there. So taking that, that responsibility to, to tell on people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've had, um, the opportunity to, um, introduce you at different things, uh, community meetings, stuff the chamber's done. And every time I do, or almost every time I recognize you at something, I always say, because I mean this, I know it. I just know this from the bottom of my heart that uh, Tennessee has the best keep their state beautiful director that anyone can have. I mean, I know that you're super passionate. uh, You're you're a leader. You're a servant minded uh, lady. And um, that um, if, if anyone was leading this charge to keep our state beautiful. There could be no one better than you doing it. Thank you. And uh, we thank you for being on the podcast. We could do another couple of episodes (laughs) about all kind of versions of this, (laughs) but uh, our time is limited. But thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor and it's an honor for me to serve in this role. I wake up every morning and just pinch myself because it is it truly is a dream job. And um, I would encourage people to go to keep TNBeautiful.org or Trash Your Size Across Tennessee um, if they want to learn more about, you know, getting involved and being a part of our mission. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to Corporate Cornucopia. This episode was brought to you by our sponsor, My Town Roofing. Replacing your roof shouldn't be a hassle. It should be a smooth process done in a timely manner and, most importantly, at a reasonable price. My Town Roofers has thousands of satisfied customers. Check them out at MyTownRoofing.com. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, head on over to www.CollierVilleChamber.com to access our notes, join the conversation, or leave a good review.